This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is develop yourself. And so often, I find that executive leaders are so focused on their organizations, building and developing others, that they forget they also have to take time to develop themselves. And so what I want to talk about today is that we're always growing, we're always changing and improving, or we stop living. And so you always want to be thinking about what new skill do I need right now for the work that I'm doing? What new knowledge do I require? Or perhaps it's a character quality. Maybe you need more courage or discipline or to practice some higher order or higher level thinking. So there's something that would probably be useful to you in your current role as an executive leader so that you can continue to grow and develop and still maintain your edge and your enthusiasm and your excitement for the work that you do. And for some of it, it means feeling the fear and doing it anyway. (laughs) That's a lot of it as well. So I want to talk a little bit today about an incident in the life of Peter, one of the apostles. And Peter was kind of interesting because he was one of those guys who, you know, was mouth first sometimes before he thought about what he was saying. He was very passionate as a person and he felt like he was fiercely loyal. So Jesus was talking to his close in group of disciples and he told them, he said, look, you know, I am on my way to be crucified and, you know, it's going to be a difficult time, but that's why I came, that I'm fulfilling my mission. And he warns them all. He says, you know, everybody's going to desert me. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And Peter says, you know, I'm not going to desert you. I'm even willing to go with you to death. And so Jesus says to him, well, you might think that way now, but before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. At the time Peter heard this, I'm sure he thought, well, you don't know me. That's not me. I'm not one. I'm a loyal person. I'm not going to deny you. And I'm sure he believed that in his heart. And he really thought that that's who he was. And so Jesus warned him again. He said, listen, you know, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. And Jesus says, but I've prayed for you. And so He had something to think about there. So what happens later on, a servant girl comes while Jesus is being questioned, you know, by the chief rulers and and leaders of the synagogue. And so the servant girl says, aren't you one of these men? Aren't you with him? And he says, woman, I don't know him. That's basically what he tells her. And another person comes and says, I think you're one of those Galileans. Aren't you with him? He says, I'm not. And by the way, in one of these cases, even uttered some curses. He was just being vehement. I'm not with them. And then finally, the third person comes and he says, I don't know what you're saying. It's like, I'm not affiliated. And right at that moment, the cock crows. And Jesus looks at Peter 
And when Jesus looked at Peter and the cock crowed and he realized that what Jesus had said about him had actually come true, he was so distraught, he went out and he wept bitterly. Unfortunately, that wasn't the end of his story. He had a chance to really see himself as he really was. He needed a little bit of character development. And so we will find that prior to all these events and before even Jesus was crucified on the cross, he had um, asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, you are the Christ. You're the son of God. And that's what Peter said. And he told them that God is the one who had revealed it to him, that flesh and blood didn't tell it to him. And that it was on this rock that Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And I'm thinking about the, the rock of who he is. He's the rock of ages. He's that strong strength. Of course, uh, Peter's name means rock, but it means like a smaller stone. But he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom, meaning he was going to be able to open up doors. People were going to come to know God as a result of his ministry and so on. And this was all before Peter had actually denied him in this incident. So now, if Peter could remember back to then, I'm sure he's having a hard time connecting the dots. How could I be that person that he's giving keys to the kingdom to when I've now denied him three times? So that now we fast forward to John in the 21st chapter, because he is now going to restore Peter into proper service. Peter denied him three times, and now Jesus is going to restore him with three-part kind of a message. Peter had already been chosen. Peter was already designated to fulfill an important role in the church. And his personal foibles were not going to stop that mission. He just had to realize that he was not all that he thought he was in and of himself. And he had to realize that God was giving him power to do the mission. He needed a little dose of humility, perhaps, and to really understand that he was not going to be able to do this mission with just who he was as Peter. It was going to take an infusion of God's presence in order to make it happen. So as we look at ourselves as leaders, we look and say, the mission is huge, it's great. The purpose is great. The calling is great. And I have some of what I need to get there. That's why I'm in this position. And yet I need to be developed and to have so much more. Well, that development is ongoing. It's constant. It doesn't stop. So just remember that when you're not developing, you're not growing and you're dying. So in my book, Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact, one of the concepts I mentioned in that book is the whole concept about lead yourself first. In other words, it starts with you and then spreads out to others. I also talked about how that you are the instrument of your leadership. So we can use instrument in a lot of different ways, but I'll use it as a musical instrument today. If you think of yourself as a musical instrument, you might need to be tuned up occasionally. You might have to have your strings changed. You're going to need some maintenance. You're going to need some attention. You want to sharpen, tune up that instrument so that you can play the best music you can play, the most beautiful music that you can play. An out-of-tune piano, I don't care how skillful 
your hands are on the keys, the sound is not going to be pleasant. So we have to be in tune, stay in tune, and surrender ourselves to the tuning up processes that are necessary so that we truly can be an effective instrument of our leadership. And so I want to, when I close today, I want to read to you what Jesus actually said to Peter in his restoration speech to him. But before I go there, I also want to just let you know, I've got a special guest coming up on the show, J.V. Crum III. He is the host of the Conscious Millionaire podcast, which is an extremely popular show worldwide. He's an expert in leadership development, and he will share some very important tips on how to go beyond high performance to how to be limitless as a leader. So make sure that you catch that show. Also, I am still interviewing executive leaders. So if you are a Christian executive leader in a mid to large size company, a secular organization, and you are willing to be interviewed by me so I can understand your leadership journey, please contact me at Dr. Karen, D-R period, K-A-R-E-N, at transleadership.com. Now, let's see. What was it that Jesus said to Peter in his restoration encounter? So this is John, the 21st chapter, starting with verse 15. And mind you, just so you have context, this is after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, and Jesus made a number of appearances on the earth before he was taken up into heaven. And he spent some quality time with his close-in disciples in particular. So on this particular day, he's having breakfast with the disciples. And it says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So I just want you to know you are in your executive leadership position because there are young lambs for you to feed. There are older sheep for you to feed. You are where you're supposed to be. And in your market ministry leadership, Jesus is asking you, do you love me enough to feed my lambs and my sheep? You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan 
for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Thank you.